This podcast is a presentation of Sunset Presbyterian Church. For more information, log on to our website at www.sunsetpres.org. It's good to be in worship with all of you this second Sunday of Advent. Last Sunday, uh, we started a new Advent sermon series called Amazed. And in this series, we're looking at stories in the life of Jesus that when people saw what happened, they were amazed. And today we're going to be looking at an amazing miracle, Jesus calming the storm from Mark chapter 4. This passage is about facing storms. We all face storms. Groan, any groans out there? I mean, we all face storms. You know, I lived in the Philippines for uh, over 12 years, and we faced multiple storms every single year. Time, Mag- Time Magazine said that the Philippines is the most exposed country in the whole world to tropical storms. So 19 typhoons uh, hit the Philippines each year. So we faced many storms. In fact, Typhoon Yolanda is the biggest storm to ever hit landfall, and we, we lived through that and watched its destruction, and uh, I survived driving through a literal flood. So we uh, have faced many, many literal violent for, uh, storms, but there are many different kinds of storms, um, trials, tests, temptations that we face that are storms like health issues or uh, illnesses or a type of storm, work-related storms, or financial storms. There can be stormy relationships. Uh, someone, maybe someone has wronged you. I mean, other storms could be uh, that storm of addiction or temptation, anxiety or depression can be a storm. Sometimes we create the storms by our own choices. And then other times the storms are completely out of our control and they, they come our way. So... Here's the question. What storm are you facing now? And if, and if you're not facing any storm, you know, thank God. And maybe you can be thinking about somebody else's storm. But what storm are you facing now? And I want to invite you to bring that storm to this text today. We all face storms. And when we face storms, we can be afraid in a storm. Does God care? What helps calm a storm? Today we are going to see an amazing miracle of Jesus calming a storm. And this miracle is going to teach us how then we can face storms. So let's pray and ask God to help us today. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you bring peace. Lord, would you... Fill us, anoint us, empower us with your Holy Spirit that we could climb into the boat with the disciples and with Jesus and live this storm with them so that you can teach us about faith today. So bless this time, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Jesus calms the storm. I want to invite you to imagine yourself in the boat with Jesus and the disciples today. So as much as you can, if you can climb into this boat today. 
So Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35. One day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were there with him. Now notice, it was evening, so they start out in while it's getting dark. Notice Jesus is the one who says, let's go to the other side. So in order to help you and me imagine getting into this boat, I have a few pictures on the screen to hopefully help you visualize the type of boat and where we are. So on the screen, you'll see the Sea of Galilee, and they were crossing, may have been from Capernaum to the other side, the east side of the lake. So that's where we are. You can go there today and see, and, uh, see that lake, uh, that sea. On the next screen, you're going to see images of, the fir- of a first century fishing boat. So on the bottom of the screen, you'll see the size of the boat. It's smaller than a bus, but probably about the size of a FedEx you know, truck, something like that, maybe a little bit smaller than that. So that's the type of boat that they may have been in. In fact, on the next screen, you're going to see a, a boat. It's called literally called the Jesus boat. You can go to the uh, Sea of Galilee today and see this yourself. They literally dug this boat up from the mud and the clay mud that was under there, and it was preserved. This is a 2,000-year-old first-century boat. Literally, you can go touch it and see it yourself today. And this this essentially would have been the type and the size of boat that you may be entering in with Jesus as we enter into this story. I hope that helps. So a a great windstorm arose. And the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushions. So a great windstorm arose. Windstorms on the Sea of Galilee have been documented throughout history. So the sea itself is 700 feet below sea level. And so there are cold currents that feed the sea through these different streams. And then if you go there today, you would see hills along the sides of the Sea of Galilee, all around. It's surrounded by hills. And so you would have these hot currents that come over these hills. They come over the top of them. They come down into this cold current. And what that creates often is violent windstorms. And so that's what's happening. There's this hurricane that suddenly came upon this lake. So are you imagining yourself, you're in this boat, it's dark, and you start to experience these hurricane winds. So what do you do? Well, here's what they did. They woke him up and they said, teacher, do you not care? We're about to die. And he woke and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace. I love the words of Pastor Mike when he led us into the lighting of the peace candle. It's, the, it's Christ who brings peace into our world. Peace. Be still. And the winds stopped. And, and there was a great calm. And he said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And then after, they were filled with great fear and said to one another, and would you say with me, who is the, then, then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus calms the storm. This miracle teaches us how to face 
storms. Jesus performed many, many miracles, but this amazing miracle, it's recorded in all three of the synoptic gospels because this miracle teaches us about who Jesus is so that we can put our faith into him. How do we face storms? Here's the framing question I have as we dive in. What does this miracle teach us about facing storms in our life? So what I want to do is I want to uh, share five lessons about how to face a storm. Sound good? So lesson one, storms come. Any groans out there? Just groan. Storms come, even if Jesus is in your boat. You know, sometimes I hear people say or think these types of things. You know, if, if I'm a Christian, storms are not supposed to happen to me. Or Jesus will keep us from these storms. And if you think that being a Christian is, is going to spare you from storms or facing storms, that in and of itself will cause you to become bitter toward God. Everyone faces storms. In fact, storms can be a great classroom where we learn to put our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what this miracle is really about. Notice in uh, verse 35, it says, when evening had come, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. It was his idea to go out. And then the great uh, windstorm arose. The waves started breaking into the boat so that they were filling with water. They were in real danger. And it was Jesus, again, who led them into the storm. It was his idea to go in the dark. Storms come, and sometimes they come suddenly. Again, when I was serving at Union Church in Manila in the Philippines, we faced many storms, and we as a church would get involved helping those victims of different storms. We helped the victims of Typhoon uh, Yolanda, and we built homes and boats. And I remember going down and uh, meeting the people. You know, we, we... experienced a storm, but some people lived in the middle of the storm. And so I went down there and I heard this, this testimony of Fernando de la Cruz. It was one of the most inspiring testimonies I'd ever heard. And I, he literally lived through the eye of this storm. And what mo- I, I was moved by him because in his testimony, you know, he was talking about clutching his 20-inch TV through this. And, but what moved me about this story, this story, his testimony, was he never said, why me? Why did God let this happen to me? He never once said that. Going through the biggest storm the world has ever seen, he never said that. He, uh, he kept saying again and again, God was with me, but God was with me while clutching my 20-inch TV set. God was with me. God was with me. So the first lesson I think, I think it's helpful to see is that storms come. Even if Jesus is in your boat, they come. The second lesson is when we face storms, storms can make us feel like Jesus doesn't care. Remember, there's this great windstorm it was filling this boat. They were in real danger. But Jesus was in the back of the boat, what? Asleep on a cushion. Have you ever felt that way? They're sailing, which was his idea in the first place, and it's dark, and the great windstorm comes. The boat is being swamped by the waves. They're in real danger. And where's Jesus? He's asleep on a cushion. And he's not just asleep. 
In the Greek, it says that he was in a deep sleep. How is that possible to sleep during a hurricane? He was in a deep sleep. And they woke him and they said, Teacher, do you not care? We're about to perish. Have you ever felt that way? I have. Jesus, have you ever felt that Jesus does not care about you in the middle of a storm? That's how the disciples, that, listen, that's how the disciples felt when Jesus was physically there. Notice Jesus not only leads them into the storm, but he then lets the storm happen. The waves are breaking, the boat is filling, they're in danger, yet he does not immediately come to their rescue. And I think this is important for us to see. Sometimes storms linger. Jesus may not immediately come to the rescue. And I, and I think what this miracle is teaching us is that storms themselves can be good classrooms to teach us about faith and where our faith is. So he may let us linger in a, in a storm at times. Well, the, se- the third lesson is when, we, when facing a storm, call out to Jesus. They woke him up. So when we face a storm, we should go to Jesus and ask for help. So let's look at what the disciples did. They were facing a storm. They were afraid. And in their fear, they didn't stay stuck in their fear. They went to Jesus. They did not try to handle the storm on their own. It's important to see that they actually went and woke him up. And they said, teacher, we're perishing. Master, master, leader, leader, captain, captain, we're about to die. Save us. Save us, Lord. We're about to die. And this is the turning point of this story. The turning point of the story was when they stopped trying on their own and they woke Jesus and they called out, save us. That's their prayer. It was the turning point of the story because Jesus awoke. Then after that calling, he awoke and rebuked the wind and the sea. What did he say? Peace, be still, storm. And the wind stopped. And there was a great calm. Notice there was a great windstorm, a great windstorm. But when Jesus was in the boat, he, he can bring a great calm. So that leads us to the fourth question, fourth lesson. When facing a storm, we need to trade our fear for faith. We need to trade our fear for faith. And this is getting at the heart of this amazing miracle. You see, storms can cause fear, especially when we focus our attention on the storm. So when we're in the storm, it's natural for us to focus on the storm itself. And that's why Jesus asked the disciples, and if you're in the boat, he's asking you and me, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Fear, faith. Notice the, the, the storm itself is a classroom for the disciples to teach them about faith. Why are we afraid in a storm? It's because we tend to focus on a storm. Let me try to illustrate this by drawing for you. Um, so let's think about this. So Jesus, I don't know if you can see this. So Jesus is in a boat. 
Thank you. I know. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And who was in the boat? It's a disciple. So, so uh, now it doesn't exactly say how many disciples there were, but so I'm not going to draw them all. So those round things are symbolic of their heads. Got it? Symbolic of their heads. Um, and then this, of course, is the cushion. And then here's another head. Who's that? What's he doing? Okay. So then what's going on? There's these huge waves, torrential waves, and the waves were coming inside the boat um, all around them, and the winds, the torrential winds were coming. And this is a great windstorm, so there would have been a great wave. What? Come on, are you, really? That's a good wave. That is a good wave. Might not be uh, anatomically correct wave, but um, so, so here's, here's the scene. So they're in the boat. There's a huge storm. And what tends to happen in a storm, I know what you're thinking. What is that? Those are, these are eyeballs, by the way. So I'll draw a bigger one so you can see it. Some bigger eyeballs. So these are eyeballs. So, so, so what tends to happen in a storm is we tend to focus our attention on the storm itself. We tend to look right at the waves or, you know, down here. So that, what causes fear? It's when we focus our attention on the wave and that wave could be worry, it could be, you know, it could be, what is that wave? Rather than casting our fear on Jesus, we could focus on the brokenness of a relationship rather than what Jesus can do to repair it. We can keep our eyes focused on the wave of pain rather than the grief, the grace that Jesus gives us to, to endure it. We tend to focus on the storm. And that's what causes fear. But when we are in a storm, we need to trade it, to trade our fear for faith. How do we do that? When we're in a storm, Jesus asks us one question. Where is your faith? That's an important question in any storm. Not what is your faith, not how is your faith, but where is your faith? Notice it's not a rebuke. Jesus does not rebuke his disciples for their fear. What does he rebuke in this scene? The wind and the waves are rebuked, not the disciples, not their fear. Where is your faith, he says. You see, Jesus leads them into a storm to teach them about faith. When we face a storm, Jesus is asking us to ask the question, where is my faith right now? Or rather, where am I focusing it? Calm in the midst of a storm is often an issue of where our faith is located, 
where our eyeballs are focusing. It's possible to have more confidence in the power of the storm we face than in the power of Jesus. So Jesus asks us, where's your faith? But how do we trade fear for faith? I believe the main reason for this miracle, the the main point of this miracle is to get us to ask one question. Who then is this? Who is this? And that leads us to the fifth and final uh, lesson. When facing a storm, we need to know who Jesus is and what he can do so that we can place our faith in him. Jesus awoke. He rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And what happened after that? What happened? There was a great windstorm and then there was a great calm. And then after the calm, then the, the disciples were filled with a greater fear. Or a better translation would be awe, marvel, amazement. They were afraid during the storm, but then after they encountered a greater power, they were even more afraid, more in awe, more amazed. One of the ways to counter our fear in a storm is to see something stronger. And that's what the disciples did, and that's why they were filled with awe. They were more in awe of Jesus than the storm. Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who then is this? When we know who this is, you can have a resource that will enable you to, cal- to have calm in the midst of any storm you're in. I think the secret to the meaning of this passage is that Mark is using language in this story that's similar to the language in the story of Jonah. This this is such an amazing miracle. Such an amazing miracle. Are you familiar with the story of Jonah? Gets eaten by a whale or swallowed by a whale, not eaten, I guess, technically. So, the miracle of Jesus calming a storm is deliberately making parallels to the story of Jonah. So let me try to illustrate this. And this is so incredible. Both Jesus and Jonah were out in in a sea. Both Jesus and Jonah were in a boat. They were both in a storm. Mark uses language that is almost identical to the storm that's in the Old Testament story of Jonah. Both Jesus and Jonah were asleep in the boat. In both stories, the sailors come to the sleeper and say, Arise, we're about to perish. And they rebuke the sleeper. In both stories, a miraculous intervention by God and the sea is calmed. In both stories, the sailors then become more terrified, more in awe, after the storm was calmed. Yet some say that there's one difference. Some say, well, hey, in the story of Jonah, they actually threw Jonah into the sea. But in the story of Jesus calming the storm, they didn't throw him into the sea. And yet Mark is saying that these stories are no different at all. In the Gospels, when the crowds wanted Jesus to give them a sign of who he is, the only sign he was willing to give is the sign of Jonah. Behold, someone greater than Jonah is here, he says. You see, Jesus calming the storm 
In Jesus' coming storm, Jesus can calm all storms, destroy all destruction, break all brokenness, defeat all death. Jesus can still all storms. And how? Because when Jesus was on the cross, he was thrown into the greatest windstorm, the wind and waves of sin and death. And to the degree that we can understand that the this amazing miracle of Jesus calming the storm actually points to a more amazing miracle of what Jesus did on that cross. Then we will know he cares. If he did not abandon you or me in the ultimate storm on the cross, then we can have faith that he will not abandon us in the smaller storms that we face today. We will have the calm to handle any storm. Who then is this? In the story of Jesus calming the storm, he's, Mark is using language about Jesus that was only used about God in the Old Testament. Let me just share three examples and you'll see what Mark's trying to help us see in this story. Isaiah 51, what does it say? And by the way, the people are talking to God. What does it say? What are the people saying? Awake! Awake! Put on strength, O arm of the Lord. What does he say? Awake! As in the days of old, the generations of long ago. Was it not you who dried up the sea and the waters of the great deep, who made the depths of the sea a way for the redeemed to pass over? The disciples woke him, and he awoke. Awake! Awake, Jesus! Who then is this? Psalm 89 says this, Who is like you, Yahweh God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds us. You, God, maker of heaven and earth, are the one who rules over the surging seas. When its waves mount up, you still them. Psalm 107, Then they cried cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm and the waves and the sea were hushed. Jesus rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the winds hushed. Who then is this? Who is this? Mark's using language about Jesus that was only used about God. Only he rules over the storms. Wow. Who is this? I'd like us to take a moment in closing to be still. To be still. I want to invite us to imagine being in a boat with Jesus. Feel free, you can close your eyes if you want to take some time to imagine if that helps you. You can keep your eyes open. But imagine right now that you're in a boat with Jesus. What storm are you facing now? Take a moment just to name it.
How are you feeling in the midst of this storm? Are you afraid? Do you feel like Jesus doesn't care? Now I'd like you to imagine waking Jesus up. He's in the back of your boat. And call out to him for help. Pray to him. Now imagine Jesus asking you, why are you afraid? Where is your faith? And imagine Jesus standing in the midst of your storm and imagine Jesus commanding your storm, peace, be still. 